Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Hello and welcome everybody to this week's Salt Talks. I'm really excited to have my second child with me today, Brookie Poo from FanBam. As you listen to us, today is her birthday and this is her birthday episode. Brooke, you want to tell everybody hello? Hello. All right. Today is your day as we have done with the other Rollert children so far. We just have one left to go. Gabe the babe, and that'll be in April. But this is your episode, Brooke. We are here to spotlight and share you. And I am so happy that I get to do that with the audience today. We want to focus on your salt life and your path and what you're doing now and really just maybe how you can be an inspiration to anybody out there who is on a path, is on a journey. You know, sometimes when we draw a straight line, you know, A to B is the quickest way to get anywhere. But I would bet that our audience is out there thinking it doesn't happen that way. Life doesn't go straight from A to B. We pivot. We go through forests, through ravines, swim oceans, and do lots of stuff to get us where we are. And you know what? I'm still growing up. I bet our audience is too. So welcome, Brooke. Hi, and thank you for having me today. Yep. I'm super excited that we get to celebrate you on this birthday episode. Y'all have birthdays every year. Always, you know, as a mom, I'm always thinking, I remember when she was born. You very much like Chelsea were an unexpected day that you were actually being born because I actually had a doctor's appointment just like with Chelsea. And I was, you know, just went in and my doctor was like, Hey, you want to have a baby today? You're like walking around with you. I was like five centimeters walking around. And, and he was like, want to have a baby today? I was like, um, sure. So we did. And you were born at 413 and been a blessing ever since. So, so let's get right down to it. I know that we kind of shared with the audience when we were talking about 2022 being, you know, our best year yet and talking about our salt maps and, you know, what is our one year, three year, you know, five, seven year goals and really talking about some mini goals and and so forth. And one of the things that you shared at the end of December was you had had on your salt map to run a half marathon. And you did it. You accomplished it. I want you to tell the audience about that. If you don't mind, tell us about the experience. How long did it take before you brought that one goal to fruition? And tell us about that experience. All right. I probably have had that on my to-do list or one of the things, you know, like my bucket list or whatever you want to call it, my salt map too. But even before I even created the salt map, it was something that I really wanted to accomplish probably for at least 10 years or more. Growing up, I ran a couple of those watermelon thump 5Ks and throughout some of my college years, I would always do 5Ks or a color run or something here and there. Jogging has always been something that I have enjoyed. Even whenever I cheered in college and four of us would, after cheer practice, we would run after we just had practice for two hours, we would go run around the TLU campus. And so jogging and running, I feel like I've just always done. And I think partly because when I run, I can kind of just like let go. And I'm a firm believer in in the power of music, because if my music is good and everything's good, then I can just kind of like let go and let all my worries go away and just run and enjoy it. But I also think part of me ran because 
I felt accomplished afterwards because I consider I, I sweat a lot, you know, and so after I would get done, it was like, okay, I accomplished that. So the half marathon was something I've been wanting to do for a while. And I finally just said, you know what, it's time. I mean, what am I waiting for? I've been saying I wanted to do it. So I'm going to do it. And I remember telling Adam, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start training for it. I'm going to start small. So literally I started from, okay, go run three minutes, walk two minutes, run three minutes, walk two minutes. So when I say I started from the bottom, I started from the bottom. I mean, and to watch my self transform over the 16 weeks that I trained was pretty awesome experience because I started from just running three minutes straight to running two and a half hours straight. Okay. So take us back to that, you know, run three minutes, walk two minutes, because I bet you there might be somebody in the audience that says, Hey, my new year's resolution is to get fit. Or my new year's resolution is to run a half marathon or a marathon or a 5k or whatever they want to do. And they think, I just don't know how to do that. You started baby stepping it. Mm -hmm. I did. I mean, I researched quite a few different programs and then I found one and it was free. So, I mean, there's tons of resources out there. It's just more finding what fits your schedule. And I'm a planner, so I kind of need to know what my running days are and how my weekends turned into my long run for the weekend. But yeah, I mean, for the first several weeks, the first four weeks, four to five weeks, it was run three minutes, walk two minutes. Then the next week, it would be like run four minutes, walk one minute. Then it was run five minutes, walk two minutes. And then it was, it just gradually increased until finally I ran 20 minutes straight, 30 minutes straight, 40 minutes straight, 50 minutes straight. And then I just kept tacking on after that. So the protocol wasn't that you had to run every day. No, no. And I really do think that your body needs rest. Like there are some people that want to run every day. But what I found is that I would rest too, especially as I started to get towards the actual race and I was running like eight, nine, 10 miles, my body was needed recovery time. So I would rest. Now I will say this, and I want to talk about the race day because I think that that's important, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. I think what I should have done now that I have experienced the race and how my legs felt, I should have been doing some more cross training or some more strength training during the week. So if I didn't have time to run necessarily to go out and run five miles, I should have been strengthening my legs more than I was. And that's one thing that I learned. Well, and I want to get to that because, you know, you're right. Hindsight is 2020 on any goal we set. The goal is written in cement, but the time frame is always in God's time and that's in sand. So I remember you said you've had this goal for over 10 years. I know you put it on your salt map in 2017, I believe in the fall, and you brought it to fruition in 2021. But then, you know, looking back, you know, you have all this reflection. So let's take the audience to, you know, when you got to that place, you know, you're ready for it. It's race day. Tell us about that day and what was going on and how you felt during the race. You know what, before you actually say that, I want to preface in December, we talked a lot about goals and goal setting. And are you living your best salt life? Are you seeking abundance, an abundant fill life? Are you willing to put in the time 
the effort and a lot of times the suffering. Remember passion, the Latin root word is patia or pati, which is to suffer. And whoever thinks of passion and suffering, but a lot of times to achieve a goal or our goal or several goals, you have to have the struggle and be willing to have the struggle to feel what you felt in that accomplishment. So there was a lot of that going on. So talk to us a little bit about how you even experienced that during the race. Sure. So this run was the stars at night run in San Antonio. It was out at the JW Marriott Resort, which I had never been out there. It's beautiful. The day of my race. So my race, typically a lot of people run marathons and races like that in the morning. This was an evening run, which is one of the reasons I signed up because my body is used to running in the evenings. And and so I thought that that was more appropriate for my first half marathon. So that morning I ate oatmeal. That's something I had been eating, you know, the mornings when I would train and sat well with my stomach, you know, it wasn't too heavy. But anyway, so that's what I ate. And I just remember I went and picked up my packet kind of was making sure I was drinking water just continuously throughout the day. I ate a few pickles because prior to that, my calf had been cramping. So I ate a couple of pickles and Adam joined me that afternoon and we headed to the JW Marriott around four or so, which was about an hour and a half before the race was starting. Actually, it was before that it was probably like three or three thirty when we left. And I was worried that morning because we were going to be outside. Obviously, it was going to be around the golf course and it rained really hard that morning and a cool front came in. So I was like, great. Um, so I was a little nervous. Um, but then God did his magic and the rain passed. It was cool, but it was really honestly perfect. And it was sunny. It wasn't windy. It really ended up being a perfect temperature for a race. So I could feel myself, you know, starting to get a little nervous. Like I just wanted to get started and get going. I guess it was 515. You know, they said they counted down from five and we all started. So my goal was to finish in two and a half hours. I told myself if I can finish in two and a half hours, I will be happy with that time. And I did really good up until mile seven. I was pacing pretty well. The first few miles were in the nines and then I got up into the tens, which is normal for me. I wasn't really worried about my time so much as I just wanted to finish the race and not stop. I remember that was my goal, like finish the race without stopping. And so about mile seven, they have these little pacer people that help you kind of know, you know, stay on pace if you're wanting to finish at a certain time. And my two and a half pacer passed me and it wasn't until mile seven, but from mile eight, nine to 13 was hard. When I got to about mile eight, you know, my mind was just, it was just on go from one to eight. And then from about eight, nine to, to 13, I really had to push myself. I really had to dig deep. My legs were hurting and I started thinking, okay, I'm going to give this mile up for this reason. I'm going to sacrifice this mile and my pain for this reason. As soon as another mile would start, I would say, okay, I'm giving mile 10. I will tell you this mile 10. I remember because I was really hurting mile 10. Mile 10, I said, there are tons of people in the world that would love nothing more than to run a half marathon, but they can't because maybe they're paralyzed or maybe they can't fill their legs or whatever. I said at mile 10, I'm giving it up for people that can't run that would love to run, you know, and here I am hurting, but I'm able to run. And so mile 10 was that, you know, there were several things I sacrificed for my children. I sacrificed for kids with special needs. I sacrificed for military families, people that are fighting for our country and for our freedom and past and present, just different things. When I was in pain, I would give it up to something. Um, Oh my gosh, Brooke, I didn't even know that. That's so beautiful. And that in and of itself gives you wings, doesn't it? It does. Because I will tell you when the, especially mile 10, when I, when I was 
and a lot of pain. And I said, you know, there's just tons of people out there that would love nothing more to run. And here I am. I have the opportunity. I have the freedom. I have the legs. Okay, I can do it. And I did. And you know, mom, I called mom mile 10 and a half. So I called my husband first, but he didn't pick up. So I was like, I need somebody to pick up because I'm hurting and I have two and a half miles to go. I'm close. But I will tell the audience too, that I never ran the full 13 miles. When I trained, I ran 10 and a half miles and that was as far as I went. And I was told that that was okay because your adrenaline kicks in and you just kind of go the rest of the way, which is true. And so mile 10 and a half, mom picked up the phone and I said, I just, I need some encouragement. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. My legs are tired. And she said, you can do it. I prayed for you in church. Like you can do it. You're so close. Like just keep pushing. And it was exactly what I needed. I just needed a little bit of encouragement someone to just say, you're so close, like push on through. You're going to feel so happy when you're at the end. And then Adam called, of course, after that. And he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm fine. I just, I'm tired. (laughs) And then a couple of people asked me, how did you even talk? How are you even able to talk? And I said, look, I was in shape from my stomach up. Like it was my legs (laughs) that just hurt so bad, you know? And you Um, were on your little watch. I was on my watch. watch, yeah. Yeah. So the very end, so we're getting close and I saw the the JW Marriott because they took us out pretty far. I mean, it was an 18 hole golf court. So, I mean, they took us all over the place on both sides. We were down in the trenches. My shoes were soaking wet because we had to go through some, what do you call like the dips and the. We all running on the cart paths that were. We were some on the cart paths, but then we would go off the cart paths. And so mm-hmm. that when we went off the cart paths, that's where we had to run through some, I mean, probably, probably during the rough five yeah, yeah. inches five or so inches of mud and dirt. There were a couple of places that were soaking wet. When we got back and I saw the JW Marriott, there were these couple of men that passed me. And I remember looking at them and I was like, well, I'm doing pretty good because they look like they're in shape and here I am. (laughs) So so then I was just like, okay, here we go. And then when I realized how close I was, I was able to kind of pick it up. Now here's a funny, I crossed the finish line, you know, hug Adam. We're all proud. I mean, we have to like book it from there. And I have a dinner date that we're supposed to get to for, because I was also in San Antonio for a work thing. So I knew in the back of my mind, I needed to get to this dinner and I still needed a shower and everything. And Adam shows me the next morning, he took a video of me crossing the finish line. And I just remember my body's hurting so bad at this point, but I said, I laughed and I said, oh man, I thought I was going a lot faster than that. <laughs> uh, and like when we all saw it, we thought you were going fast and you're like, yeah. no, you felt like I was. You were sprinting. Oh my gosh, I did. I felt like I was going, you know, really picking it up at the end, but the video just kind of, but I finished and, you know, I never stopped. Not a it. one time, not a I one know. time. You so met your even, goal. Even when I grabbed my water to drink, you know, whenever they had those, they had lots of different water stations and stuff and I kept moving. I never stopped. So, so you met your goal. I was so, so proud of you. Let's talk about the afterward. Okay. We, we won't spend a lot of time, but you really had some reflection on the body and stuff afterward. You were in a lot of yeah, pain. Yeah. So I later that night, I made it to the dinner and by middle of the night, I could barely roll over from one side to the other. Um, I felt like I was 40 weeks pregnant all over again. I mean, it was really bad. The next morning, I mean, I had to go down some stairs and then I ended up coming to y'all's house because we were coming for Christmas. And I told mom, I said, it hurt. It just, my legs hurt. Just everything just hurt so bad. So I got in the pool for my ice bath. And then um, anybody that's running or that wants to run, I firmly believe in Epsom salt baths. They work wonders. Just soak in there. I took several of those for the next three days. I was swollen for four days. 
My feet were swollen. I felt puffy for four days. And then finally my body started to recover. So one more thing. I'm proud of myself. I have not run since then. I got a gym membership instead. And I'm taking a little bit of a break from running like that. You know, I just think my body was like, okay, let's try something else. I love that though. But you know what, Brooke, you're still pursuing healthy body and you checked off a goal that you had. And so for that, that's accomplishment. It doesn't mean you have to do it over and over again. You just pivoted to a different way for healthy body. So thank you for sharing that. You know, it's important when you set such a goal like that to get through it, find a way, but then appreciate the journey and how the journey changed you. So one last thing, and then we'll, we'll move on. But what did you walk away learning and growing? Honestly, I think your mind is such a powerful thing. If anything, I just learned how powerful the mind can be. And when you tell yourself I can and I am, that's when things happen. You know, I got up to about seven or eight miles. There was one weekend that I did not have a good running weekend. I was struggling and I remember doubting myself thinking, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. And somebody told me your body's ready. Like your body's probably already ready. You just might've had a bad weekend. You'll be fine. And so I said, okay, so I kept pushing myself and I kept telling myself that my body can do this. If I train right and I feel my body right, it is capable of so much more than you think it is. And that the mind is such a powerful thing. So what a great statement. Thanks for sharing that. All right. So how's your 2022 going so far? It's going pretty well right now. uh, I think I've said before, I'm a marketing and registration manager for a online public school in Texas, and we are pretty busy right now. Of course, you know, with the new COVID variant making its rounds, lots of families are looking for a place to call home and a place to enroll their students. So since we have been back from Christmas break, it has been nonstop. Lots of inquiries, lots of interest, lots of people in Texas trying to enroll their students to online public school. So that's been pretty interesting. For the audience that might be listening for the first time, I know we've shared a little bit about our past and, you know, each one of you have have you gotten there, but, you know, this wasn't your initial journey and you're 31 years young, but you've gone through several paths to get to where you are. And I think to the audience out there that might feel like there's something more here. I know that there's something different or a different path. Where did you get the courage to realize I'm not doing what fulfills me and I'm looking for something to fill my bucket? And you pivoted a couple of times and here you are landed in this marketing space, which you're very creative. And then we'll get to your secondary thing that you're kind of building right now, which is part of that creative part. But let's talk about where you, you know, how you got to the marketing management. Sure. So this is my 10th year in education. I've taught in brick and mortar, like traditional brick and mortar. I've coached, went virtual uh, for several years, about three and a half years as a student success advisor, where I was helping to kind of mentor students that were schooling from home online, uh, support, you know, just supporting them with their academics, with their engagement, had an opportunity to go back to coaching, went back to brick and mortar. And then this opportunity came as another 
advisor role for an online public school different from where I was working previously. And I jumped on it because I knew that there is a need for virtual. I've seen the need for it. I've had lots of families and students that you hear their stories and you understand that this is a true need and that there's so much to offer in even a virtual space. So I jumped on the opportunity to be an advisor again. From that, things just kind of weren't panning out in that role specifically, but I was offered the opportunity to help build and create the registration process for a new virtual school that we were going to be opening actually two additional virtual schools. So last year, well, for 2020, 2021, we opened up two additional virtual schools. I oversaw the whole registration process, helped design it, helped build it, helped implement all of the tools, worked with our UI developer on our CRM and how that looks. And him and I have a really great relationship and I've learned a lot from him and I continue to learn things. And so from there, this year, we have our one campus And then we also just launched a private school. Well, in doing that, they needed somebody to create a brand for the new private school. And they were going to outsource somebody that we had used previously, but she was a little costly. And I said, hey, I asked for permission. I said, can me and the girl that works underneath me, can we take a whack at it? We're both really creative. We like doing that stuff. Can we create the brand? Can we create the website? Can we design it? Can we do all of that? And if you like it, great. And if you don't, then you can go back to the girl that did it before. And they said, okay. So basically this has been our baby. We designed the, she really owned the logo. That was her thing. And she did a really great job. We came up with the name And then we started designing the website. And I think it's a really great website, great brand. She did a great job with designing that. But from there, I realized that I like to do this kind of work. Like it's just something that kind of taps into that creative outlet that I've talked about before. And it sparked an idea because that's my full-time job is marketing and registration manager. But as a side opportunity or thing I wanted to try was to create my own small business. I designed my own website. I designed my own brand and it's called Branding Designs by Brooke. And basically it is for small business owners such as myself that might not have a huge budget to work with, might not know how to create a website, where to start, might not know how to design a logo, use color palettes, create all of the things that goes along with branding. And my hope is that I can offer that to small businesses you know, yeah, at an over. affordable price, at an affordable yeah. price, right now that I'm doing that. And I have expenses for, you know, website and, and logo, you know, the software that you use to design logos, you can see how quickly things spiral and how expensive it can get. So that's why I really want to target small business owners at an affordable price, because I'm one of those people too. I love that. And isn't it funny how sometimes the way I always say it is if you're looking and if you put it out in the universe, it will find you. But if your antennas, you know, aren't up, you could just totally miss an opportunity. And this is something that came by organically based on something you were doing. You felt inspired. Your antennas were up for something that you're like, this is me. I want to take a a whack at it, right? If you don't like it, okay, don't use it, but let me take a stab at it. This is who I am. And you, you slayed it. There are small businesses out there. There's large businesses out there that need and want truly inspired individuals to make them unique. And you do, you're so good at that. You have such a creative way about you. So keep us posted on, on how that goes. 
2022 is off to a fantastic start, isn't it? Yes. I guess I don't know if we should go into this, but the little ones, they're home from school. So we've talked about it. We got It's challenging, some- isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. But it's off to a good start and I'm hopeful and I'm looking forward to what the future holds. And I just think that I'm constantly searching for my happy place. What makes me happy? Where can I thrive the most? And just kind of looking forward to see what happens. Never know. You know, and as before we kind of wrap things up, you know, salt living an abundant life today encompasses so many things. Obviously we talk about our mind, our body, our families, you know, our finances and what we can do to give back to, you know, society. And sometimes we get pulled in directions based on, you know, maybe it's our work and we have to devote time to that. We're feeling strained in other areas. And I was kind of sensing that right now, as you're getting an influx of all these things, especially for your day job, I feel that too sometimes. And I think the audience probably can relate. And, you know, sometimes it's almost like this wheel and there's like five cogs. What kind of time did I spend today on my mind? You know, did I spend any time on my body, you know, helping to nurture it, keep it in shape? What about my family? If I spend all this time at work, my family suffers and, but I have to have that. So we have finances and we can make ends meet. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to give back to society when you're barely keeping your head above water, but we're all in this together. We're all in the same boat. What words of encouragement would you have for those that are listening out there to keep an on and find a way? Yeah. So I actually, I can kind of tie this into the two words I chose for this year to just choose two words that were going to represent my year and how I wanted to look at opportunities, how I wanted to treat life, how I wanted to do things. And my two words were discipline and embrace. So discipline really ties into what you just said, because these last couple of weeks have been very hard and stressful with work that I was neglecting myself, my family, working late into the evening. So I think discipline ties into not just disciplined at work, but disciplined enough to stand up take a stretch, take a break, eat lunch, fuel my body, drink water, and then discipline to shut my computer down at a reasonable time after the work is done to spend time with my family. So I think it goes not only like disciplined at work. I'm a pretty disciplined person. I'm almost to a fault with work that I really am using disciplined in the other areas of my life, family, finances, mind, body. The other word that I chose is embrace. I think, you know, these last two years have been crazy on a a lot of people. A lot of unexpected things have happened and you just kind of have to roll with it. So I chose the word embrace because whatever comes in 2022, I just want to embrace it and know that that's the path that's for me. You know, that whatever comes is going to be for me and right for me. So I will embrace it. I love it. Do you have a song that you wanted to share? I do. So the song that I want to share is by Hillsong United and it's called Know You Will. Really great song. If you listen to Christian music, you may have heard the song. If not, I encourage you to listen to it. But I think the verses are really great. And one of the lines that it says is basically, I don't know how you make a way, but I know you will. And I think it just kind of goes back to when we're doubting things and we don't know how it's all going to piece together. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I know you will. It can be so powerful because we know God's going to pave the way for us. Just stay steadfast, stay true to who we are, pray, and know that he's going to pave the way. He always does, doesn't he? 
I am so happy that we got to spend time together on your birthday. I would ask the audience to join me in singing you happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Brookie Poo. Happy birthday to you. I love you, Brooke. I love you I'm, too. So blessed that God brought you into our lives, into the Bobby Dudes of my heart uh, all these years. And we just wish you many, many, many more. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're an inspiration to us as parents. And I just thank you. And thanks for spending this time together and have a great rest of your week. And to everybody listening, have a great rest of your week too. And we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.